0: My whole point is that just because something is a critique of capitalism, or a critique of anything, for that matter, doesn't mean they're anti-said thing. I don't think this is anti-capitalism, I think it's a critique. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. You like Huey Lewis on the News? A date which will live in infamy. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Welcome back to the Grumpy Show. Oh, yeah. Did you know I'm on audio? I'm on all the audios. Did you know that? It's crazy. Um, the podcast is on all of the audios... On on the thing, uh, check me out. Go to the go to the anchor link in the in the description, and it'll t- it'll you can go anywhere. You can go to Spotify. You can go to Apple Podcasts. You can go to Google Podcasts. You can go to Pocket Casts. You can go to all of the casts on all of the websites and all of the things and listen to the show in all kinds of different ways. If you do not want to see my face, I don't know why you would want to listen to the podcast. But some of you are just like that, okay? Some of you don't like youtube and don't want to see my face as i talk you just want to listen to my voice that's okay that's fine just check me out on all of those if you prefer to listen to your podcasts not watch slash slash listen um so anchor it'll take you to all the places or just go to spotify and look me up that's also a possibility or apple podcasts whatever you want um i have films i make movies did you know that yeah, I make movies. That's what I, I don't just talk about movies. Sometimes I make them too. I got a new movie, new short film called Driftwood or the seashell. I released this about two months ago. Well, more like a month. I oh, man, we'll go with two months. Um, check it out. Drifter to the seashell. It's on my channel. It's 10 minutes. If you're watching this whole podcast, you got, come on, you got 10 minutes to spare, I'm sure. And uh, obviously, Patreon. Patreon. Yep, I got a three dollar tier, a five dollar tier, and a ten dollar tier. The three dollar tier basically gives you everything you need. Five dollar tier. There's some extra interesting bonuses there, and the ten dollar tier is if you're rich. So uh, check check it out. Check the Patreon. Ch- check the the Patreon out um, and support me as a filmmaker and as somebody who makes stuff and um, isn't good at doing anything else. Um, so those are the plugs. I don't have any Q and A questions today um because uh, nobody asked Q&A questions. So that's on you guys. I'm sorry, but that that is your fault. That is 100% your fault. Going to be talking about Squid Game today. Going to be talking about that. There's the plug. Stick around if you're interested. I'm gonna watched the whole series. It's basically it's the, the main thing I did with my week as I watched that show. Um, going to be a fun discussion, I think. I've got a lot to talk about. So stick around for that. That's the main discussion. Um, timestamps are all down below if you just want to skip to that. Um, but why would you want to? Why would you want to skip me? Um, today I'm joined by my special guest, um, Lulu, right here, who, uh, yeah, Lulu's had a a rough, a rough 24 hours. She just got fixed, so she is, uh, not feeling too good, but she's, uh, laying with me today. Uh, Um, keeping an eye on her. Yeah, Lulu, she's just sleeping. She's just sleeping. Poor old Lulu. Think about how shitty of a week you've had, and then think about the last Lulu's last twenty four hours. It'll make you feel better. Gets fixed Locked in a kennel all night at a vet. How sad. How sad. She's a trooper. I always wondered why there's no good there's term there's no good terminology for fixing animals. I mean, I don't even like why do they call it I don't fully understand like walking in and being like, my dog needs fixed, it's broken, do something, you know, it's just it's just strange, and then Spade, you know, just walk into the vet and just be like, uh, hello sir, how can I help you today, uh, I need a, one David Spade, and then David Spade just comes out and uh, fixes your dog, because it's broken. And then there's also neutered, which just makes me think of Nutter Butter. And then Nutter Butter makes me think of um, the male orgasm. So, really, there's just no... Maybe I'm I'm forgetting some. Let me know if you've got any additional additional terms for that. Because uh, I don't know which one to use. I don't like any of them. They're all gross. Snipped? Nah. So Lulu's had a hard hard morning, but sweet little girl, she's just sleeping. She's just relaxing. That's what I want you to do. Just relax with me. We're just relaxing. We're having a good time. We're talking about things that don't matter. Petting my little doggo. So I hope all of you are doing well. I really do. Let me let me breathe. Let me take some. Let me have a sip. A courtesy sip. Hope. What are you drinking? Are you drinking some coffee with me? I hope so. Or some tea if you're one of those people. Mmm Yum. Yum yum yum. So yeah, um life life is good. Life is good. I've kind of just been trying not to be grumpy, I guess, the last week since I last talked to you. I get grumpy. I get really grumpy. I don't know why. I, I think I have I have stages of anxiety, stages of I guess what you could call depression. Maybe that's being exaggerated. And then I think my natural state is just grumpiness with, with moments of happiness. Um, so I've been trying not to be grumpy. I've realized that I'm kind of just a grumpy guy. I think, I think, um, you know, I've talked about being a neurotic person before. I'm definitely a neurotic person. That is for sure. Very neurotic. Um, I don't know. I don't know why I am I get grumpy. I think, um, probably sleep deprivation. I don't sleep enough, and I probably consume too much caffeine, but I don't know. I suspect there, there's more to it. I think, I think um, sometimes I'm a little too comfortable being grumpy, and I don't fight it enough, you know. I'm not comfortable. I wouldn't say I'm comfortable being grumpy. But, th- I mean, there are literally times where I'm like, I'm just being a grumpy piece of shit right now. And even the self-awareness doesn't solve anything, you know? You have those moments where you just feel like you're being an asshole, but for some reason, it's just that, that knowledge doesn't fix anything or even give you the motivation to fix it. That's that's sometimes the state that I find myself in. I guess it's just about finding the tools, you know, to help you. Um, but maybe not. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's deeper than that. I don't know. Sometimes you can find, like, external external ways of uh lifting your mood up right um but obviously there's 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 more to it than that um if there wasn't it would be a lot easier um wait what if there if there wasn't more to it yes if it was if there wasn't more to it then it would be a lot easier right um you'd just be like oh well i I feel like shit right now i need a a fucking dopamine hit i'll just uh fucking i'll just eat a piece of chocolate and play a video game for five minutes and I'll feel better I wish it was like that I don't know it's really complicated it's really complicated sometimes I can feel my my mood just just fucking down and then sometimes I'll it'll spike up I'll be fine again and it's kind of amazing how that happens and you can feel it and like being aware of that process being completely conscious throughout that process it's kind of frustrating you know um feeling the 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 good mood go away or feeling the you know obviously when the bad mood goes away it feels good but still it kind of makes you feel crazy it makes you feel like all moody and weird sometimes it's like i'll be grumpy for an hour and then i feel uh like in a good mood all of a sudden but then i feel um the moodiness makes me look like a fucking psycho so i'm like dialing back the that the good mood so I don't appear like a crazy person I'd rather be the consistent grumpy guy than the uh the fucking crazy moody all over the place dude um so that's been my week I don't know I fucking just trying not to be a psycho I guess a moody psychopath um and a lot of times I'm just grumpy for no reason and we all get like that you know I mean I think in the past when I was younger I used to be like I I think I'm bipolar. I'm definitely I'm, I'm bipolar. But I I think it's just moodiness and there's you know there's a difference. There's a difference. I think I'm just a moody person. I, I I wish I just need to find that consistency, you know. It consistency would be nice. That's that's all we could really hope for, you know. I'd rather be at like a pretty baseline um, then, like, have these crazy highs and lows, which is sometimes the case, but when I was younger, the highs and lows were fucking crazy. As I get older, I do even out a little bit more, but it's still kind of spiky, you know? I mean, we all want cons- emotional consistency, obviously, and, I mean, that's never really gonna be achieved, but it's in the, it's in the attempt, right? It's in the attempt, so that's kind of what I'm trying to find. Um, I think, I think, um, one, I think I'm just, you know, been job searching, which always puts me in a shitty mood, you know, job searching sucks, I would, I don't know, I'd rather be fixed than look for a job, I think, um, that's just a whole stressful thing, and job searching is just like, looking for jobs, it's, here, here's, here's the, here's the layout, 50% of the jobs are jobs that I'm better than, that I feel better than, and I know that sounds arrogant, but you gotta think like that, You gotta think that way. You know, I'm better than, you know, cleaning shit off of toilets at McDonald's. And I'm sorry if you do that. I'm not saying I'm better than you. I just feel better than that job. And then the other 50% are jobs that I am 100% not qualified for. So it's uh, engineering, doctors, and then cleaning shit off of toilets. And those are all the jobs And there's just, like, fucking nothing in between. That is life. Life is the balance. There is nothing, there is no conversation that is just not summed up to, it's about the balance. You gotta find the balance of life. That is kind of why I coined Goldilocks Films as my, like, production company. Unofficial. Because everything is about balance. Literally everything. And it's cliche, but it's so fucking true. It's so true, so... I was just job searching. That's a sucky thing. Um, I think I'm just... I've just been more on edge, you know, than normal. Um, and that's probably because of the job stuff. Coffee time. <laughs> I had a bloody nose this morning. It was a bleeder too. A lot of the bloody noses I get lately are... <clears throat> um, just, uh... Little 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 drippers, little drippers. But the one that I had today was a uh, a gusher. It was you know you ever had those gushers? Yeah, I I I recently tried gushers again. I hadn't had them since I was a kid. Jesse, um, the my very good friend and only patron, um, uh, bought gush gushers and um, and uh, gave me some. And they were wonderful. And that was my nose. You know that was my nose. You didn't I didn't expect the the liquid and the um, all of that to just start pouring out but it was bad it was a cherry gusher in my nose but it was a it was a, it was a whole family sized pack of them and it was just pouring it was pouring um, i used to get them all the time as a kid really bad and i used to get them in my sleep and then i would swallow all the blood and wake up and be like i smell I, t- I taste Its and then just start throwing up and that was uh that 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 happened for about a year and uh I, it's gotten a lot better uh now that I'm older and I don't pick my nose as much as I used to as a kid, um, I have really thin skin in my in my nose. That's what Doc says. So uh, if I if I pick them or put a tissue in it or something, um, it's like uh, it's dangerous and it just pours. So uh, it's better now that I'm older. But I at least I don't get them in my fucking sleep anymore. Jesus Christ! Imagine your body attacking you while you're sleeping. I mean, fuck me. You know, I remember I vividly remember waking up at like three am for like every night for a whole summer. George Lopez or the fucking Nanny show is playing on the TV, and I'm just like, I feel sick to my stomach and I just fucking vomit everywhere. And it doesn't come out bloody either. It's super weird when you digest blood it kind of comes it when you puke it up, it's like a different color. It's a little bit more it's darker. it's not bright red from what I remember, but it's been a while. I remember it being almost brown when you digest blood. So, uh, yeah, this is a wonderful podcast. Um, wonderful podcast. Just a plethora of um, medical issues today that we're discussing. Um, hopefully, I don't have the CDC or something fucking flag this. Um, and we we went speaking of medical issues, we went to the hospital this week too. Um, wasn't due to my moodiness or my blood, but um, um, it was something with Sid. Um, but it wasn't. I don't. We don't think it's anything serious. So. It's not super important, but uh, that was an experience too. That was an experience. She's okay. She's okay. She got some antibiotics basically, and I think she's she's fine. But um, yeah, I mean, I hadn't been in the hospital uh, post COVID, and it was it was shit. It was it was dog shit. Um, I mean, just uh, the one one of the few times I'm like grateful to have a mask on. That's for sure. Um, but uh, their system is ridiculous. I don't know if all hospitals are like this now, but you gotta like. It's like a fucking TSA, you know, getting your. You have to unload all of your shit, and. Um, they gotta, like, walk, th- walk through a metal detector, and it's just like, Christ, man, you know, like, if this was an emergency, this is ridiculous. And, um. And it was just disgusting. It was just absolutely disgusting. We had some guy in front of us who I believe was homeless, and he was just pouring. Pouring stuff out of his pockets for, like, five minutes, and he had, um syringes, and I mean, he's clearly on drugs, and, um, oh, man, I was about to get, I was gonna get so pissed off if they were gonna have us use the same tub, um, as him, with all, put all of our belongings in, like, you're gonna, you're gonna make me wear a mask, and you're gonna put my cell phone in with this guy's fucking syringes, Christ almighty, um, but luckily, they, um, they gave us a new bin, and they used that one for the people behind us, so, uh, yeah, I don't think they washed them, that was wonderful, and then, um, Waiting, we waited in the lobby, and then when we got when we got sent up to the the room or whatever, um, we heard the people next to us, and there was some kid who had broke his thumb. He was just like twelve or something. He broke his thumb, and they didn't. The mom didn't speak English, so he was doing all the talking, and uh, he uh, he was telling the the nurse that he broke his thumb, and she was talking to him and everything, and then she asked him if he ne- he got a COVID shot. Why are you asking him if he got a COVID shot for a fucking broken thumb? And she was, like, lecturing him for, like, five minutes about the COVID shot and his broken thumb. And I'm thinking, Jesus fucking Christ. It was just a shit. It was a shit experience. Never go to the hospital. Treat it yourself. So, uh, that was my week. Medical problems. But I've been trying to stay positive, right? Positive. Um, trying to stay positive. Focus on the good, right? Focus on the good, like breathing. For fuck's sake, I can't breathe when we do these. <sighs> there we go. Life's problems, just exhale, <sighs> exhale them out. Yeah, but life is good. I've been uh, trying to stay positive. Trying to stay positive with um, I uh, one way I've been staying positive actually this week, it's a recent discovery. And this is the podcast recommendation for today, um, podcast called Congratulations. Congratulations podcast with comedian Chris D'Elia, who I've discovered recently. I knew about Chris D'Elia, you know, I've known about him for a while, but uh, I've been watching his podcast, and I enjoy it immensely. That is my podcast recommendation. Just the podcast in general. I watched his, I'd maybe watch his newest one, the one, the newest one at the time of recording. This is the Purple Drink one, um, and it was, uh, man, it's just. Currently, top three favorite podcasts, maybe even top two. I, I'm I've been enjoying it a lot. The fun he has doing the podcast is contagious. It's he's a very contagious guy. So if you're feeling down, I'd say definitely check out the Congratulations podcast. That's my that's my recommendation today. Um, r- shouting out a channel that is a hundred times, a thousand times, way bigger than me, way way more people. I mean, come on. But, hey, that's just what I'm watching, or that's what I'm listening to, slash watching. I, I, I like to watch podcasts. I, I watch and listen to them um, most of the time, I like to. Um, sometimes I'll shut them off and do stuff, but typically, I like to um, watch them, slash listen to them while I'm cleaning or doing whatever. Actually, you know, while we're on here, I put up a poll about what, like, asking what you guys like to do when you... Uh, listen to podcasts and I want to see what the results are 11 votes okay 36% of you clean like to clean and do chores just like me 18% of you take six continuous shits while you uh listen to the podcasts. I also enjoy doing that I also enjoy that okay interesting well uh moving on so uh yeah aside from all of that um What's been going- I watched- I saw two trailers this last week. Two movie trailers. I mean, I saw more trailers, but these are the ones worth talking about, in my opinion. Um Last week, I talked about how the Batman trailer was going to be coming out, and I wasn't going to get a chance to talk about it. So, we'll talk about it for a second here. Yeah, so the Batman trailer. Um I I enjoyed the first trailer more, I would say. I didn't think this was a bad trailer. I'm still just as excited as I was... um before, but there's just something about the first trailer. I think it's edited well. I think the buildup of the trailer is better. Um, this one, I, I almost this one concerned me in a diff, in a weird way. Like I slightly felt like they should. I, I I I think that the reason why it bothered me is because I don't know which is true. I don't know if they showed too much or if they're keeping way out way uh, a bunch of things out of the trailer. I think it could be either one. And I'm just a little concerned that they should they showed too much, and I think I'm trying to I'm hoping that there was a a lot they haven't revealed yet. Like the the point at the end with Danny DeVito when they show or not Danny DeVito, fucking Colin Farrell, sorry, because uh, didn't Danny DeVito play the Penguin at one point? Um, um, so Colin Farrell is the Penguin at the end when the the crash happens and Batman's walking up to him or whatever. I felt I just felt like a weird part of the movie to put in the trailer, they showed a lot of Catwoman and stuff too, so I don't know, I'm just like, did they show too much, or is there a lot they're keeping out, I hope it's, I hope it's the, the latter, um, I don't know, it's kind of a weird concern to have, I'm, I'm assuming there's a, there's a lot more that's not in the trailer, but for some reason, I was just kind of like, is that, the movie because I'm hoping there's more there. I'm hoping there's more because it kind of in a weird way feels like a little bit of a teaser still. Um, I don't I don't know how to explain it though. Uh, I just think I think it's more so just kind of how the trailer is edited. I think it's um, it's kind of a a a weird trailer. It's not like it's not as uh, it's not as uh, fun I think as the first trailer or as like um eye catching I suppose. The first one really gets your attention for sure. Um. It's visually stunning, obviously the movie. So that's that's one thing we get a lot of. Like I, that was the best part of this trailer is that there's like all of these amazing fucking shots, amazing shots. Um, but overall, you know, there's nothing. There was nothing overly memorable for me in this specific trailer. But it's just the trail. This is just the trailer, Like I mean, I'm I'm very much so excited for the movie. Um, it seems like like I said there there's a lot that they could be keeping out, and I hope that's that's the case. I really do because uh, yeah, I don't want them to give too much away. Movie comes out in March. Yeah, that means we're probably gonna get one more trailer, huh? Okay, well, uh, yeah, so and then the second one is Uncharted, um, which I don't want to say I'm surprised by, um, but it was definitely better than I expected. Um, I think it's at, when I f- at first the trailer. I was feeling kind of iffy about it because I, I definitely going into this one not really with I, not with much anticipation because uh I don't I have concern I'm I have concerns with the the cast and the crew, um with this movie I think um I have no problem with Tom Holland or Mark Wahlberg, I just feel like they're kind of easy choices, um the, they're the obvious choices for the movie, um mainly Tom Holland but you know that was kind of my opinion on the the whole cherry situation when cherry got announced i felt like oh of course that's kind of the obvious choice but uh and even um uh the devil all the time or whatever um it just f- felt like tom holland is the easy person to cast but in both movies he exceeded my expectations tremendously so um i think i'm um, i'm hoping that's the case in this one there's a couple moments um towards the latter half of the trailer where tom holland kind of gives some um, some like uh, I don't know, like a snarky dialogue, and it's and it works. It doesn't feel like Nathan Drake to me, but um, uh, it works. It works. I think mainly Mark Wahlberg it doesn't seem like he fits, but we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. And then the director, Ruben, Ruben Fleischer, something. So he di- he directed um. He directed Venom and both Zombieland's. I'm not sure how I feel about him directing this personally, um, but I don't. I'm not like mad about it. I think, funny enough, I think um, who would be a good choice for this film uh, to direct it would be James Mangold, who. Um, is uh, actually doing Indiana Jones, which is kind of funny because they're the new Indiana Jones because Indiana Jones and Uncharted are kind of similar. So I don't know. I thought that was kind of interesting. I think James Mangold would be the perfect choice for this film. But uh, but it, I mean, again, we'll we'll see. We'll see we'll see how it is. The best part of the trailer easily is all the plane stuff towards the end of the trailer. Um, that's kind of where some of the humor g- comes in. That's where some of the set pieces and the really exciting, you know, action and stunts come into play. Um, Should have cast it a- up tom cruise to do and he was just fucking done this stunt but uh no i really like this this part where he's climbing up the boxes and jumping into the plane that's great that that is very uncharted that is very uncharted and that was that kind of sold the whole trailer for me but we'll see what the movie is i don't know um and there's a there's a couple jokes in the trailer that are pretty cool uh, pretty good um overall though i think the main thing for me would just be the disappointments that i feel still that um you know, Nathan Fillion isn't going to be Nathan Drake in a, mo- in a movie. Um, I don't know if any of you have seen that, the um, the live-action fan film with Nathan Fillion. Fantastic. I will link that below. Um, I will link that below for sure, because if you are a fan of Uncharted and you haven't seen that, fantastic. He is the embodiment of Nathan Drake. It's crazy. It is crazy. Fantastic, fantastic short film. Um, I think that's 14 minutes long. Um, 9 million of views now. Yeah, it goes to show how every every it's pretty unanimous that this is a fantastic um fan film. So it it is too bad that they don't they didn't get to make this. Um but doesn't mean the Tom Holland one can't be good. Doesn't mean it can't be good. It's just to see what we could have had is a little sad. So, I don't know. We will see. I'm uh staying open-minded um video game movies. Eh? So, we'll see, man. We'll see how it goes. Um, so that's the, uh, that's the, um, fucking trailers. Um, I watched two new movies. Um, let me take a sip of my coffee real quick. Mm. Mmm. 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 Yeah, two new movies. Um,. One of them is a stand-up special, so I kinda, I'm kind of i kind of lying there, but I don't know. Movies are so few and far between nowadays, it's just like, whatever. I'll call it a fucking movie. Um, I watched the Theo Vaughn special, uh, Theo uh, Regular People. Um, Theo Vaughn's a comedian, uh, obviously, because it's a stand-up special. Uh, it's on Netflix. Yeah, Theo Vaughn, Regular People on Netflix. I watched that last night, and um, I, I'm a fan of Theo Vaughn. I, I really am. Um... As a comedian, um, which, and the one thing that I like about, um, modern uh, comedy is that, um, when you say comedian, it's, I think it used to mean one of two things, stand-up comedian, um, or Lulu, Jesus Christ, Daredevil, Ah, poor Lulu, anyway, um, Yeah, comedy used to mean one of two things. It used to mean stand-up comedian or um, like a sketch comedian uh, or like an acting comedian of some kind. But I I think there's, because of the internet, you know, anybody can really be a comedian, I think. Um, Podcasting has really opened up the door for comedians, and I think it's a whole new art form. Um, There's a lot of comedians that have podcasts um, that don't do stand-up or... Or... um, flourish in the podcast format. I think Theo Vaughn is one of those people. I think as a comedian, podcaster, he's one of the most original comedians I've come across and just like really fun to watch and just naturally funny, unlike most people. And I and personally I prefer those kind of people like Theo Vaughn, who are, you know, can can go on a can go onto a podcast and be hilarious for an hour. Um, like Tim Dillon, for instance. He in, there's another example, Tim Dillon. Um, can, and can be hilarious. Um, I think that that takes more skill than doing um, stand-up. Personally, I mean, I've never done stand-up. I'm, I'm still new to all of this, but that, to me, is more impressive. People who can get onto, uh, you know, stand in front of a camera for you know, an hour once a week or two hours or whatever and just be really funny. Um, Chris D'Elia does that. I think that, I don't want to say, I guess that doesn't, I don't want to say that takes more skill, but to me that's that says more and I just prefer, prefer people like that. Um And then there's people who are really good on stage, Um like Louis C.K., for instance, who doesn't have a podcast. If he did, that'd be phenomenal. Um But maybe he wouldn't work for the podcast format. I don't know. Maybe he wouldn't want to do that once a week or something. I, I don't know. It's... It's just two different things, I think. Podcasting humor and being funny in that way on the spot, on the fly. Versus writing your stand-up and performing in front of a crowd, you know. I think, th- wh- my whole point is, I think well, I think Theo Vaughn flourishes in the podcast format. Um, so far, his stand-up isn't for me. I don't think it's bad, though. It's just, it feels... A little different. I've heard some people say that about Crystal Lee. I've heard some people say his podcasts versus his stand-up. A little bit different. A little bit different. Um, I haven't watched his stand-up yet, so I can't really speak to that. But um, I think it seems like some people would 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 agree with me on the, the Theo, Theo Vaughn um, stand-up versus podcast. Um, I think the reason why I like his podcast is because it's so laid-back. And because he's so relaxed and um, just funny um, under his breath, kind of thing, casually funny. He just says shit, doesn't even acknowledge it, doesn't even raise his voice or make it seem like a joke. He just says it, and you're just like, "Wait, what?" And it's hilarious. That's why I like Theo Von's um, in in not just his podcast, but when he is on other people's podcasts. He's just so casually funny, um, and his stand up is more performed and more, um, I don't want to say in-your-face, but for lack of a better word, in-your-face, mm-hmm. um, the energy is definitely amplified. And I think Theo Vaughn, I prefer when he's more laid back and he's relaxed and he's just kind of talking about random shit and it's not really, um, it's not as performed. So that's that's kind of my opinion on that. I don't think, I think this uh, this special regular people is better than his previous um, I think that one was called No Offense. Um, I think this is a, definitely an improvement because there are moments where you, where I felt, um, where I felt the the podcast Theo Vaughn, come kind of kind of shine um, and come out. So I don't know. Maybe it'll be a progression. Maybe with every with every special he does, it'll be more and more um, like the podcast and more and more natural. You know, natural is the the big thing. Um, I think his podcasts are so natural, obviously, because it's so all on the spot. Um, maybe it'll take him a bit to find that that natural vibe and that casual um, hilarity or whatever. Um, I would recommend it though, if you're, I mean, if you're a fan of Theo Von. Um, but I just I think I prefer his podcast. His podcast is his podcast is really uh, really laid back and really fun. And, and anytime Theo talks with other comedians and is on other people's podcasts. Those are the best. Those are fantastic. He's really funny. And he and he may, he's always making me laugh. So, yeah, I mean that's my that's my take. There's one joke that I wanted to highlight cuz it makes me laugh. Um it's just one little bit. There there were definitely parts that I laughed in this special for sure. It wasn't like wasn't shit or anything. So uh So yeah, this is one joke that I wanted to highlight before we move on. What else is going on, man? Not much really um my cousin got bit by a gay guy. <laughs> so we'll see, you know. That's a good one. That is a good one. I like that. Uh, so yeah, and then I watched uh, fucking Halloween Kills. We gotta, we gotta speed this up. Yeah, we're we're running behind that's okay. That's okay. I watched Halloween kills last night as well. Um yeah, I don't know. I I maybe I shouldn't have even brought this one up because I don't have a whole lot constructive to really say. I don't know. I don't really care about Halloween movies. Um the series Halloween. Um I didn't I thought the the last one was pretty good. I think um I don't know, this one was, it was more funny, honestly, I don't, I don't, I'm not gonna make fun of the movie or anything, but there was some moments that I was, like, unsure how I was supposed to feel, if I was supposed to be, like, laughing, if it was supposed to be schlocky or what, um, but I don't know, I don't know, I just find it, I just don't know what the purpose is, I guess, sometimes, um. When I was watching this, I wasn't... Oh, my God, the tagline is even Evil Dies Tonight. Yeah, they say Evil Dies Tonight so many times in this movie. And they make sure that you know that Michael Myers... Um, that all that shit all happened 40 years ago. And, I mean, I feel like 50% of the movie is just reminding you what happened in the first movie. And it's like... I mean, that that's the funny thing, too, is like... You could not watch the first Halloween and watch this and know it goes on because they reference it so many times... But if you haven't seen the last Halloween, the, the, the one with David Gordon Green that came out in 2018, like, and I, I had seen it, I just didn't remember it very well, and I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, Sid had to, like, tell me, oh, that's that person, that's that person, I was just like, what is happening? Like, it just, it's a, just a straight-up continuation, which I should have expected, but, uh, yeah, so you gotta make sure you, 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 You've done your homework on the 2018 one or watched it recently because I was so confused. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think these movies are for me. I've never really been into slasher movies. Um, and I, I know that's kind of a, I don't want to say hot take, but it's just most people, or people would be like, why? You know, I only slasher movies. But no, it's not. It's not really for me. I don't know. Um, I find, I, I, one thing, one thing that I'll say that was, um, that I've been thinking about is just like the the movie doesn't really know what to do with Michael Myers. Um, it kind of hints at finally doing the whole like actually taking the shape, the um, the idea of him being an entity entity. It kind of hints at taking in that that direction. Um, I don't know. I haven't. I've only seen t- this is the fourth Halloween movie I've seen. I've seen one. I've seen the Paul Rudd one. And then I've seen the two newer ones. So I don't know if any of the other ones go into it at all. But uh, that's what I would do. I would make... I mean, that's what Carpenter kind of talked about from what I remember. Talking about um, the, you know, Michael Myers being... I don't want to say like an alien, but he wanted to make an alien movie. He wanted it to be some kind of creature entity of some kind that wasn't really human. I don't know. And I think that's more interesting um, than just some dude who has like issues and wants to kill people i don't know they hinted it they never do anything with it like the part in the trailer where it's just like a man couldn't have survived that fire or whatever and then she's like um he's the embodiment of evil oh every time he kills he transcends or whatever i was like okay maybe we're gonna do something interesting not really i don't know maybe in the next one i mean there are points he's a mass murderer in this movie he murders an entire crew of firefighters at the beginning i mean there must be there must have been like at least eight maybe eight firefighters and then at the end there's like he gets cornered by i maybe 15 guys with bats and, and man, men and women and he kills all of them so is he John Wick you know i i don't the movie doesn't ever just i mean i understand playing it close to the chest, and, like, wanting to... you know, hint at it, because the questions are more interesting than the answers always, but it's conflicting, you know? The movie can't decide what it's... And I think that's probably true for all of them. I'm not really... This isn't really a critique of this movie, but this is one of the ones that I've seen. I don't know if this is the case for all of the Halloween movies. I don't know. Um, I don't know. But it was a really good movie, um um, about, you know, the insurrection, um, it was unfortunate that Michael Myers, um, was homophobic in the film, um, you know, I think he, he should have killed more straight people, um, you know, and, um, yeah, so that's just my take on the film, um, Halloween kills, um, most interesting part for me is just, like, the fact that Danny McBride co-writes these, I find that kind of cool, um, Jim Cummings is in it, which was great. Playing a cop again, which is great. Um, and I like David Gordon Green as a, as a director. I really do. I, I've liked a lot of his movies, specifically Prince Avalanche I'm a fan of, with Paul Rudd. Um, and Joe was good. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, check it out if you want. I watched it on Peacock. Um, God bless and shout out to Jesse, my good friend and only patron, who uh, let me use his pa- pa- uh, Peacock account. What a man. What a good man. Jesse's a keeper, I'll tell you that. Jesse is a good man. So, shout out to my good friend, Jesse. Um, So, yeah. Man, we are going long today. We are going long. That's okay. That's okay. Um, We're going to be talking about Squid Game. Um, Squid Game. Yeah. Hope you're enjoying this. Um, Stick around. Moment from our sponsor. And then we're going to be talking about what everybody's talking about, the most popular fucking show of all time in the universe, and the reason why Netflix exists now, and, um, yeah, see you in a second. You are listening to The Clift Podcast, a show about film, politics, kinda, and other stuff, too. Some have called it The Most Podcast. Ever, hosted by the one and only Mr. Clift himself it will change the way you clean your house do your chores work out those glutes poop out that poop and whatever else you do while listening to the show forever subscribe don't be a loser become a friend and sign up to be a patron prevent the man from going homeless and by god keep watching you don't want him to suicide do you? available on YouTube Spotify Apple Podcasts, and pretty much everywhere else do. Enjoy, goddammit, and much love. Okay, one more sip. Squid Game. The new the new Netflix show. <laughs> South Korean show. Spoilers ahead. Um There's no way not to really spoil this talking about it. So, going to be spoiling the absolute shit out of Squid Game. Um so, if you do not want to be spoiled, go watch Squid Game come back. Otherwise, stick around. Stick around. Um Squid Game from a cons- contrarian's perspective. A white man American contrarian. What did I think of Squid Game? Um, yeah, I mean, when, when things are as popular as Squid Game, I mean, obviously, I think I think it's time to just admit that I'm a bit of a contrarian, but I think mo- a lot of people are. Um, you know, when things get that popular, I'm just like, I don't, I don't want to fucking... I don't want to watch this it's stupid. No, I mean, it looks... I mean, I'm really into... Me and Sid are really into, like, South Korean films. We've been watching... A lot of South Korean horror movies, for instance. And um, so, I was... You know, the idea of watching a South Korean horror show of some kind... I mean, I was into it. Especially one that was so highly rated. But there was always this... And especially Netflix stuff. Like, when Netflix... When something popular is on Netflix. Like, Stranger Things or whatever. You know, I don't know. I'm always, like, a little weary about that. I'm a little... You know I'm, I'm a little like okay we'll see we'll see kind of like uh the hill house shows and stuff like that Then i'm just like i don't know usually I, I will, i'm not into that kind of stuff I, typically when, when especially with shows like when shows come out on netflix and stuff and people are going fucking absolutely apeshit about them you know i'm, I'm typically like, eh, okay i'll avoid that and i mean there was an element or you know with squid game where i kind of had that thought but I think the fact that it was South Korean and it was so popular I was that's kind of why I was interested cuz you know I mean Parasite for instance was one of the only other like really 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 popular South Korean uh you know shows or movies in America so when thing when something is as mainstream like that from a foreign country or whatever it's like okay well you got my attention and do I think Squid Game and Parasite are like very mainstreamy yes obviously um not just because they're popular but i think that they also like you can see why you know why why people like them as much as they do and they're not as like i would i don't want to say like just in general but there have definitely been other more interesting more like fantastic things come that have come out of south korea that don't get nearly as popular um, like uh, Old Boy or I Saw the Devil, for instance, Um, you know, those didn't get as popular in America, obviously, as those other things, but it doesn't mean, doesn't take away from the quality of the things that are popular, it's just kind of like, yeah, I mean, good stuff is made here, you know, why are you so surprised, <laughs> you know, like, pe- and then, like, people are like, oh, wow, yeah, like, this is a They can make stuff over here, and it's like, yeah, I mean, obviously, like, shit, there's been, they've been, South Korea's been making fucking amazing movies for a long time, so it's kind of, it's a little annoying, you know, but if Squid Game compels people to watch more South Korean films and and shows, awesome, you know, that's great, Um, you know, if, if somebody watches Squid Game and then is like, oh, I saw the devil, that looks interesting, and watches it, Awesome. You know, that's great. So, yeah, it's not the best South Korean thing I've ever seen, but it's definitely up there. It's great. It's fantastic. I think um, I I can see why it's as popular as it is. I'm happy it's that popular. Um, I mostly mostly enjoyed it, Um, despite the gripes that I had with it. It got really intense, for sure, many times, Um, obviously with all of the games. um, The the games were all very... um, very unique and very exciting and very, like, I felt genuine adrenaline during a lot of them. Specifically, my favorite part of the whole show, my favorite game, was the um, the tile bridge or whatever, you know, with the glass. That was, oh my fucking god. You know, I would have survived that. I would have survived that round because in my head I was thinking 15, you, you, take, you take 15, number 15 on that. And I'll tell you why, because, you know, I mean, especially, obviously, when they said, in order but i i picked 15 like immediately because you assume that's what's going to happen you assume it's going to go in order you assume one is going to be first however if they pull a trick on you and they say no we're going in reverse order so 16 starts then you're still going second you know obviously if you would have gone second you would have fucking died but you would have lucked out you would have been second to last and you would have lived so i would have lived that i would have survived i would have picked 15 Anyway, that was, that's fucking, that, that game, fuck that, okay, fuck that game. Uh, Because I, I genuinely think that, like, man, I don't know, like, the, the first game is arguably the easiest, because just don't be a, just don't be an idiot, you know, um, just be still. Um, the, the, the problem is when they start taking skill out of the equation and start putting in luck, that's the issue. You know, once the, the games that involve luck start coming into play, that's when I'm just like, well, fuck this then. Fuck that. Because I, I for a while, I was like, I would do this. And then, you know, you got the games where it's just like, oh, yeah, you don't know which one. You're going to fall through one of them. You're going to die. It's like, okay, well, I'm not I'm not going to bet my life on that. That's stupid. Maybe I'll bet my life on, you know, cutting out a fucking cookie or whatever they're called. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, that was a funny moment when he picked the umbrella. That was a, uh, oh man, see the the so intense, honest, genuinely intense, genuinely intense moments, and just characters, endless amount of characters that are interesting and layered, and and, and you know that really brings the show together. Um, the ending is probably my least favorite part, um, if I'm being honest. Um, even the um, the last game, I thought was I the the actual Squid Game. You know, I don't really I'm I don't know how Squid Game actually works, but I kind of felt like the the whole payoff of it all and that last game was a little anticlimactic because they kind of just like wrestled around on the ground and it's just like, you know, you had all these really fascinating intense games and then this one is just kind of like I mean, it's just like a wrestling match, that's all. That's all it was. So, that was, you know, I I would say like the last episode is definitely the weakest. Um you know, and in the very end, um, that kind of sets up a sequel vaguely. I'm just kind of like, I don't know. It felt like there were a lot of um, storylines with no payoff. Specifically, um, the brother who was the cop, um, when he gets shot and falls off the cliff, you kind of, I kind of expected him to come back or something. Um, I was just kind of, because it just kind of leads nowhere. Just They just kind of like reveal who the front man is, right? Um, shout out to Lee by hun I don't know how to say his name, but he's in I Saw the Devil. He's a fantastic actor. Um, Fantastic actor. One of my favorites. Um, So good in I Saw the Devil. So good. He's also in Bittersweet Life, which is really good. And he's really good in... um, uh, One other one. The fucking... The Western one. I forget the name of it. Um, But... But, Yeah. Um, shout out to him. I just felt like that storyline was a little, um, a little left open. Maybe if they do a sequel, they'll, um, they'll, uh, fucking, the good, the bad, and the weird. That's the one I'm talking about. Li Baiyan Hun. I don't know how to say his name. This guy. This guy. He's a great actor, man. He's a fantastic actor. Um, oh, I want to watch this one. I want to watch Joint Security Area. That looks really good. Um, where was I? Where was I? Uh, yeah, storylines. The brother, I kind of expected him to come back. If there's going to be a sequel, maybe. Um, and then the the storyline with the main character's daughter. I was just like... You know, the whole thing is about him being a good dad, kind of, and supporting his... And then at the very end, he just kind of, like, turns around at the airport. Felt like they kind of, like... They kind of abandon the more personal, meaningful, um, um, the more um, yeah, the more personal and um, small scaled meaning about being a good father. They kind of abandon that to kind of like I don't even know, like set up the sequel and also make some big, grander meaning. And it's like you know, it was, it was better when it was a little bit more intimate when he was just trying to be a good dad to his daughter or whatever. And it's unfortunate that that was abandoned so they could. I don't know if the if the point was to set up a sequel or if that was if him like going back to, you know, stops the squid stop the squid game or whatever was if there was some kind of like meaning there. I don't really know, but it kinda it felt a little against the character. And it's like, okay, what have we been kind of setting up this whole time? It kinda feels like he has no arc because of that. You know, he had kind of left her he left her again and he just like didn't go and just be a good father to her and it was a little like frustrating because you wanted him to like you wanted to see this character succeed because he makes so many stupid choices and you know he's not like the most responsible person so you wanted to see this guy win you know you really got us behind this this person and um i wanted to see him like kind of rekindle his his family life and stuff and they didn't we didn't get that chance maybe in the sequel i don't know but did there need to be a sequel though i don't i don't really want one you know but i don't know maybe they'll do something interesting with it i think that there's there's ways of expanding um, so we'll see, we'll see, um, there probably will be a sequel because it made so much money or whatever, got so many views, um, so yeah, I mean, the overall meaning, I don't know, I don't know, I, there's a lot, there's a lot there, um, I think, obviously, it's a, it's a critique of capitalism, you know, people say, people have been saying that, I think that's pretty obvious, um, and I think we can get caught, you know. As somebody who like would definitely consider themselves pro capitalism and anti communism, um, I think I think it's easy to fall into the trap of you know, of, um, almost being like a little little angry when something critiques capitalism, because I think in your head you're like you know you you immediately equate that to like uh oh they're pro communism or whatever and that's not really the case i mean maybe maybe they're um maybe they're trying to make a pro communism argument i don't think they are um but my whole point is that Just because something is a critique of capitalism, or a critique of anything for that matter, doesn't mean they're anti-said thing. I don't think this is anti-capitalism. I think it's a critique of capitalism. And even the director said it was a critique of capitalism. So, there's no argument there, really. Um, But, like I said, I think it's easy to just be like, oh, this thing, capitalism's not bad, blah, 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 blah. But, I mean, it's not, it just doesn't mean you can't critique it. I mean, that's... That's why capitalism is wonderful, because you can critique it, right? Um, So, I mean, it's not perfect, obviously. So I think it's easy to fall into that trap, is what I'm saying. It's easy to fall into that trap. I mean, just because, again, just because something is... A critique doesn't mean it's against, right? So, um, yeah, that's kind of where I stand on that. Um, I think all people forget that on both sides, also. People who are anti-capitalist or or anti-capitalism and pro-capitalism. I think we all forget that. In a lot of ways this is just an examination, you know, of human nature in general. Um and you might say that's the game of life is intrinsic to capitalism, fine, maybe. Um but I don't know. And 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 then like the the whole game aspect is, you know, like a critique of capitalism and like a metaphor for like how everybody kills each other to Move up the ladder, you know, um, I don't know if that's true. I-, I don't know. Um, the way I look at it is like capitalism provides shitty ladder, a broken ladder, but it's better than no ladder at all, you know, and that's communism strips ladders away. So it's like, I don't know. I picked the system with the shitty ladder to climb versus the one that doesn't have any ladder. doesn't mean you have to shit on or kill people to climb up said ladder. Um but again it's more I think it's an exaggerated um metaphor that works as like this critique. But I think we can jump the gun a little bit on on a lot of a lot of these things. At the end of the day it's a show. You know, it's a it's a show and I think it has a lot of interesting things to say. I think it has a lot of interesting things to say. Um and I think it's an overall very effective watch. Um, in a lot of ways. And I mean I think you can take a lot a lot away from it. Um yeah, I think it's it's in a lot of ways just about what people will do to, you know, climb said ladder, and I think I think that's interesting because I think that's I think that's a it's a comment on human nature and, and what we're willing to do to um, rise ourselves out of poverty and and you know what we're willing willing to risk and is it worth that that worth said risk you know poses some interesting questions. Um, and overall, it's just a really entertaining show. I'll say that. It's just a really entertaining show that's very intense and just very well constructed, well made. Um, and I'm very glad I watched it. You know, despite how iffy um, I was at first as a contrarian. You know, I said in my I said in my review of Squid Game on Letterbox, um, that um, I most look forward to how it will age over time, and I'm not sure yet if it's a year definer or a flavor of the month thing, and uh, I'm starting to believe that it's a year definer. I think this is going to be one that we look back on and, say, define 2021, and rightfully so, and it's definitely one of my favorite things to come out of this year so far. So, um, yeah, it's it's nice that something good came out of, because there just haven't been very many good movies, I say that, or, or shows. It's been kind of a rough year for... For stuff, to be honest, from, from from my perspective. Okay, that's Squid Game. Uh, my face has got really red. That was weird. Um, <clears throat> so little therapy session with Gage. We'll make it quick. Um, I gotta work on breathing during the show because uh, I feel like I'm about to have a fucking heart attack because I'm so out of breath. Coffee time. Mm. Therapy with Gage. Really quick, we'll make it a quick one. Life finds a way. Life finds a way. That's my Jeff Goldblum impression. You ready? Uh, uh, life finds a way. Uh, yeah, that. that's... I know. I, I, people tell me it's great. Um, it's not my best, you know, but... um, Yeah, I mean, I always have people like, Can, can you do the Jeff Goldblum? And I'm like, I guess. You know, if you want, you want me to do... Okay, I'll do it again. Uh. uh, uh Life finds a way. Yeah, I know. I know it's spot on. It's really spot. <laughs> must go faster. So uh, yeah. Um, Life finds a way. Jurassic Park. Nineteen ninety nine. We'll go with it. Um, <clears throat> what do I mean? Life finds a way. Well, I mean, you know what I mean. Um, I don't know. I I think very easy to get stressed out and be grumpy and be depressed and be down on yourself about how things are and, you know, want to control everything. And I want to control everything. I'm not good at it. Um, if I controlled everything, I'd be a lot more fit and healthy and mentally well. Um, and just a better person all around, but you can't control everything. You can control a lot of stuff. Definitely. I mean, like, I mean, I could definitely go to the gym more, and control that and not make so many excuses so I mean there's a lot you can control but at, at some point you know there's things you can't I think even very successful control controlled people who um you know control their diets really well and control all aspects of their life at a certain point I think you you hit this peak where you realize okay where well, there's a lot of things I can't control I'm not one of these people I'm not that I'm not successful I'm just talking like hyper successful people you know um and you hear that a lot like people who you know anyway um so yeah, at a certain point, you, you, I think comes the realization that things are just going to happen um, the way they're going to happen, and I think that there there is kind of an art, and there is an art in just kind of like, I mean, my dad always used to tell me this, and this is something that I try to remind myself, and it's sort of like the life finds a way thing, but it was just kind of like, he would always say, life has a way of working itself out, And I think that's very true. I think that's very true. And I think that that's true no matter what your belief system is. Whether you're a religious person, an atheist, um, whatever. I mean, I think if you're somebody who believes in luck or somebody who believes in fate or fucking whatever, this applies, I think. You know, life finds a way. Life has a way of working itself out. Um, You've had days where, like, everything's going wrong. You you, You go to bed, you wake up the next day, and things... You know things are better. You know the thing you were worried about kind of just faded away. Um, the thing that you needed to fix fixed itself, and uh, those are wonderful days. And uh, when that happens, you got to take a step back and be grateful. Whether that's for your your God, whether that's grateful for the universe, whether you just like to be arrogant about it and be like, man, look at me, I, f- I fucking fixed that myself. God damn. Um, whatever, you know, just be grateful in general, um, for those days, because those days are wonderful, and just remind yourself when when you're not, when you're having those bad days, you know, that it'll figure itself out, you know? I mean, sometimes you gotta step up, and you gotta, obviously, take life by the, by the nutsack, or the vagina, and, um, you know, you gotta, you gotta take action, but sometimes, you know, sometimes you gotta just... Let life do its thing. Let life do its thing. Let God do its thing. Let the universe do its thing. Let luck, fate, whatever do its thing. Allah. Malala. Just let let it do its thing, you know? So, guess what? It's about the balance. Sometimes you gotta take action. Sometimes you gotta sit back and just chill the fuck out. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you do. And it's hard to know, like, is this something I should be a little bit more relaxed on? Maybe a little bit more dormant? Or should I be active, like a fiery fucking volcano? Um, it's hard to know. It's really hard to know. Um, but I have learned problems work them work themselves out. I think it's underrated. I think it's very underrated to just kind of like take a second, evaluate how maybe you would fix said problem, and maybe the problem will fix itself. You never know. And I think that's also again it's the fucking balance because in some in sometimes. But in doing that, you know, you're avoiding said problems. I, I know it's, so that's the problem with all of the self-help stuff is like, there's a side to every fucking coin. There's two sides. So I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know what that's about. I don't know if that's experience. You know, if you learn over time, right, as time progresses, you learn how to evaluate those situations based on, on your experience and you have all of this data, I don't know. I don't know how that... I don't know. I don't know if it's just being not a dumbass, or if it's about experience, or... I don't know. But, yeah, I think regardless, it's sometimes good to just take a step back and just evaluate. um, Despite whatever your intent is, if your intent is to remain dormant or active or whatever, just take a step back you know, because life finds a way, life uh, finds a way, um, yeah, so I mean, that's the thing about this therapy, self-help stuff, sometimes it's just like, I mean, 10 people could be listening to this, and, you know, based on your, like, sometimes I'll listen to people, you know, I listen to all kinds of people, who talk about self-help, and improving, and, and all this shit, and like, sometimes it's not good, sometimes, you know, Sometimes you hear something and apply it completely wrong and you'll even know it. Like, this person didn't mean to apply this to that, obviously, but I can't help but do that because this is the situation that I'm in. So I'm saying nothing. Um, Self-help sometimes can be bullshit. So if I sound like I'm shitting out of my ass onto a a piece of paper that's um, laminated and giving it to you as though it's something to put on your wall and frame, you know, I understand So um Take what I say With a grain of salt Um Just remember Jeff Goldblum Jeff Goldblum You know If you're anxious Just think about Jeff Just think about Jeffrey Think about him That greasy Hair in the back Of a You know An SUV Sweaty It's raining Dinosaurs running at you And he just goes Life, uh, f- life, uh, f- life finds a way, and it's it's spot on. I know, it's spot on. Um, okay, so film recommendation for today, and then we'll get the fuck out of here. Film recommendation: a little movie called "Not What We Expected." Uh, and Film Productions on YouTube. Um, I worked with. Um, um, uh, Brooke and Kate, and they uh, have their production company in Yakima, Washington. More filmmakers in Yakima. It's wonderful. And uh, I worked... I was the director of photography, um, which is different from the cinematographer, because we had a cinematographer. I don't know the difference, but they know. So I just went with it. Um, I basically filmed... I filmed, like, I don't know, maybe like 50% of it. Um, some, I think a lot of the handheld stuff I was behind the camera for. I'm in it for a second. But, uh, yeah, so it's... Um, not what we expected, a short comedy film, um, I will link this down below, obviously, um, and, yeah, it's, um, it's kind of, it's about, like, um, it's kind of this meta thing, um, I kind of enjoyed it because it was similar to, like, in style to, like, something, like, I made, like, waffles, for instance, um, very meta in that way, it's about a, uh, a class, a drama club filming, um, a play, and, uh, but there were some COVID-19 scares, so they had to, like, improvise and, and stuff. So so it's, a, it's kind of a fun meta thing. It's similar to, like, The Office or something. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's about 20 minutes, so I will link this down below. I had fun working on it. Um, I have a little... Me and Kyle, actually, both have cameos in this, so um, check that out. And, yeah, show them some support and some love over there. Um, they make stuff, and sometimes I work with them. So, yeah, uh, Brooke also worked on a... a um two of the movies that that i was involved in otherwise um not so amazing she did makeup for and the the um short film kyle's working on called suck um so she's working on those too so yeah go support grain and film productions kate and brooke very nice very nice people um yeah good good movie not what we expected had fun making it um so that is it that is a film recommendation and uh yeah we went for a while. Last week we almost didn't go long enough, so I was like, "Oh, I got to push it a little more." And we I mean, I don't know, we're we're pretty we're going pretty long, 120. 120. I probably cut a little bit of this down, so. Yeah. Um I I'm never good at ending these things. You know, starting them is one thing, but ending them is I don't know, man. I don't know what to do. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'll uh, I'll see. Ya. Um maybe do a Halloween episode next week if I have time. To- I hope I can get it in on time. We'll see. No promises. Um, I want to, so, yeah, plan on that, but don't be depressed, if not, um, that's the plan, so, yeah, take care, everybody, thank you very much, and I will see you very, very soon, very soon, have a good week, talk to you later. Oh, yeah, wish, uh, Lulu a speedy recovery, she's sleeping under the desk now, she likes to sleep on the floor. Imagine sleeping on the floor. Now let me see your face. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Are well, you gonna pull those pistols and whistle Dixie? Wait here for a little while, see what happens.